Georgian bag. That's a nasty looking finger, lady. You got the face? What? No. Hey, I got your fertilizer. We made you. <laughs> Welcome back, interweb friends. This is Stop the Movie I Want to Get Out. Hollywood makes bad movies. We make fun of them. I'm Alex Dunbar, joined as always, and I'm going to introduce him first to not scare Jack. Joined as always by Cody Wolf. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Jack Estabrook. Hi, I'm sorry. There appeared to be a 20 second delay in my allotted schedule. So I guess that's why I'm in a second. <laughs> Christy Smorrell. He changed the rules. <laughs> and Brian Mueller, the guy who suggested this movie. Serenity now! <laughs> Wait, Insanity <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, our movie is 20, it's either 2018 or 2019's Serenity. 2019, I think. I think it's 2019, yeah. Either uh, way, the math doesn't add up. Not to, be, not to be confused with Serenity, the Firefly movie. Right. And, and not to be confused with Interstellar, the other crazy movie starring Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. I, I forgot they were both in that. I think this is maybe a sequel. <laughs> I mean, for people who know me, I'm not the biggest fan of Interstellar. And if you told me this is a sequel, I'd be like, sure. Like, based on how the final third act of Interstellar went, pretty much anything could be a sequel to it. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey should have never gone back for her. I know. Yeah, look, ooh, things did not go well. Um, we're going to get into this movie. I, my notes just read like a list of questions and like, and they are, I'm going to ask a lot of questions in this and I'm trying to not ask them in a snarky way. I have a lot of legitimate questions that if anybody thinks they, they have the answer to, I would love to hear it because this, um, Ah, boy, what genre would this movie be? A fishing film noir science fiction? Wrong. In that order, chronologically in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then kind of like, there's a part when it's a film noir movie when fishing sort of comes back and then it's like, no, no, no. And then they go back to being a film noir movie and then a science fiction movie. It's like Inception meets Jaws meets... What's that Kurt Russell movie where, like, he takes that family hostage on the sea? Oh, Captain Ron? Oh, no, that's a comedy. Oh, oh sorry. You're going to give it a different movie. <laughs> I think, or do you mean, or, or you're thinking of, um, oh, God. I, um, uh, I can't remember the name of that I movie. was just talking about this this week. You're, are you talking about the one with Robert De Niro and Nick Nolte and Juliet? Um, oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. How could I not even remember the name of it? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I think the only way to talk about this movie is to try to go through it chronologically. Not that I'm sure that that's really going to help, but it, it is probably the least confusing way to go through it. And the movie... It, I, assume I, I assume I'd say, like, the plot is very simple, but it gets... It's, like, way too complicated for how simple the plot is. Yes. The summary, the, the IMDb summary of this movie. Did anybody look at the what the actual summary says? No, I did. I, I think I like read part of it, but a fisherman's quiet life is disturbed when his ex-wife asks her asks him to kill her violent new husband. Well, that sounds like a good movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then, 
I, I can't remember if it's like uh, Wikipedia or something, but it had basically the same, the same like synopsis. But then it was like, and then he realizes that reality might not be what he thinks it is, or something like that. It's like, where, where's would that even come in? But then you know, you know what this movie reminded me of of that uh, Dream House movie we did with Daniel yeah. Craig, where there's oh, sort yeah. of like there are good movies in yeah. a bigger bad movie, but it's so this movie, this movie commits my cardinal sin of a movie. So, has anybody ever seen the movie Identity? Yes. I hate that movie. For the same reason that this movie bothers me. Because you get to a point where suddenly you realize that even in the world of this movie, these characters do not exist. Yep. So therefore, I stop caring about them, and the rest of the movie means absolutely nothing. Well, yeah, and, and, and I'm, like, I'm okay with that concept if it if it if it's played well. That's a difficult thing to play well. Well, like I don't see how yeah. it can be played well. I don't care about the characters anymore because yeah. even if I'm suspending disbelief and joining this movie world, they don't even exist there. There's no consequences for their actions. There's no impact if they're dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and like Dreamhouse, the twist comes like halfway through the movie, so then it changes everything, and so you find out halfway through the movie that that what you're just talking about they don't exist so it's like the rest of the movie you're like like you said like what okay yeah what's the matter yeah yeah and and even the main character is aware he doesn't exist so you're like who cares well, that's the like, worst part is that yeah, yeah. that he, he he realizes it but then he's he's like way too serious i don't know it's just it's i don't know we'll get to this it this movie actually kind of ha- like i was i wasn't liking it but i was i was like okay okay i'm going along with it going along with it until the the fish finder scene and we'll get to that, obviously, probably in like an hour and a half. But the movie kind of had me. I, I was, I was like, I'm okay with it. There's a bit of a supernatural thing going on that I don't really dig. But if they explain it, I might be able to come back and like this. It kind of works. The cast is fantastic, and then the fish finder scene is when I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I yeah. said what the movie was. I said, Oh, this is a. And then, oh, yep, that's what it is. And I went, No. And like, it's um, really bad for you, Jack. The movie, there's like 45 minutes. I mean, there's like a lot of movies. That's an hour in. That's, that's about an hour in, yeah. yeah. I cared about this movie, movie for maybe like half an hour of it. Maybe. Yeah. The, the whole first part, I was bored and having a really tough time getting into it with, you know, when it's just him looking for this fish. Then when the when Anne Hathaway shows up, then when it turns into the film noir, then it gets a little more interesting. But then you find out the twist, and I stop caring again. Yep, you turn off. Yeah, it's like the base plot to the movie is kind of like an interesting, almost like Hitchcockian thriller kind of maybe something there. But then it, they just like totally throw that out. Mm-hmm. We should get to yeah. the movie though. Okay, yeah. So it starts off we're on a fishing charter with Matthew McConaughey and. Des- Desmond, I'm gonna. I don't. I never pronounce his I name. Right. Jumon. I don't know, unfortunately. I don't I know because he's a great actor and he's in a lot yeah. of good stuff. I, I love him as an actor. He's great, and I would say if anybody comes out of this looking okay, it's him. Like yeah. he gives the most authentic performance in the movie. Um, and so he's on a fishing charter with these two dudes. And all of a sudden, they get a fish on the line, and McConaughey's like, hey, move over, guys who paid for this fishing charter. I got this one. 
And it, to the point where these guys are like, oh, we paid you a couple hundred dollars for this charter. So he starts threatening them with a knife. And I'm like, great. All right. Check. We found a likable main character. <laughs> um, and it, 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 so he starts like kind of wrestling with this big fish on the line. Cut to what appears to be hours later. And he's still like working this. And the two like charter guys are asleep in the boat. <laughs> And something happens and this we get to see this like gigantic, almost like jaws sized fish. The tuna. The tuna. Yes. And then it gets away. Um, and I did get my first, like, I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, but when one of the charter guys is like, if you think we're paying for this, you are crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm. <laughs> the funny part is then when they get back to shore, they have like the, his, uh, Matthew McConaughey's first mate, like they have another line in there where they're like, yeah, they decided not to pay us just to like put closure on that scene. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> they decided to not pay for the experience of having a knife drawn on them. Yeah. So I, will, I will throw in, this is one of the, this, that moment, that line when he says, you know, the, uh, Lieutenant Gonzalez or whoever, what, I don't know if Gonzalez is the right name, but he says, the Lieutenant says, since we didn't have a signed contract, we can't do anything about it. They're not paying us. That was one of those moments where I thought, like, okay, so where are they? Because it seems like a Caribbean, a Caribbean country, but it was like a Hispanic name for a lieutenant. So is it, is that, is that army or police? It, that was one of those moments where it was, and I, I will give the movie credit that there are little tiny things that don't totally stand out, but give you those hints that this isn't the real world, you know, things like that. And the radio station kept bothering me and I kept, I was thinking it was just bad writing at first, but then you realize why later on, but those yeah. tiny little things that kind of don't put it in the real world, but just yeah. barely enough that you kind of let it go. Yeah. The, the radio station felt like it was somebody who'd played far too much like Grand Theft Auto three, but yeah, not like, enough of yeah. other Grand Theft Auto games when they kind of dialed that down a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So then we're introduced to Diane Lane, who mm. McConaughey, we're in, in a, a really tasteful introduction, we're introduced to Diane Lane as she is having sex with Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. And I, and I am, this is the first thing I'm really at a loss on. She gives him money. Why? Why, like, because we also find out that there, he and Duke, like his partner on the ship, are in serious financial trouble. Apparently, not serious enough where they, you know, it was a bad idea to pull a knife on his paying customers. Oh, but serious they can afford to threaten paying customers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, priorities are a little off, but she gives him money, and I'm like, okay. So I, I think it's, it's. I mean. We find out later on, like why more why like it's happening, but it's it, she says like something about finding her cat, and I think they just have this like relationship where you know it's, sometimes they have sex well, and sometimes it's not financially. Well, but I want to mention it's pretty retroactively it makes sense because the plot is written by a fourteen-year-old, an emotionally sure. disturbed thirteen-year-old. Yeah. But I want to I, I want to mention too that Matthew McConaughey has, has sex like three or four times in this movie. Every time the woman is fully clothed and he is like completely naked and you see like a lot of him. And I feel like it was like this weird thing where like 
the women in the movie were like, no, I'm not doing nudity. And he's like, I am not doing this unless I can do nudity. And it was like a weird, like, it, yeah, it's just a weird dynamic in these scenes. <laughs> and to bring back Jack's point, this is written, supposedly this is all designed by a 13-year-old boy who is putting his father in these situations and writing his yeah. father cliff diving naked. I mean, yeah. and having this sex does with not seem like a 13-year-old boy's fantasy. It does, yeah. Well, like, not about not about his father, I would say. You you, know, you don't involve your father. <laughs> yeah, or your mother. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why? why well, his mother gets his mother gets a raw deal in this movie too. When you find like who his mother is in this world and who she actually is, in, you know, her motivations in the real world are like, I don't know why he's he put her in such a bad position, but I'll get to that later. But I could I'll, almost understand that because that's what he's facing in the real world. Like that is his reality. So, I mean, you'd think maybe he'd want to change it, but that's what he knows. But well, why, yeah, why I, I, I mean, I, in my, I think I mean, because in the, so you find out he, she comes in the movie in a little bit and it's this whole dynamic where like she left him, he was in, in war in Iraq and she left him while he was at war and she ended up marrying this um, millionaire or whatever. But then in the real world, you find out later on, we're just spoiling everything right now, but you find out later on that Matthew McConaughey is actually dead. Like, he died in the war. And then she got married. I think, unless she still left him there while he's at war, I don't know, they didn't really say that. But it just, he made his mother, see, you know, into kind of a, an, an a-hole in, in the game where in the, the real world, she's like, her, her husband died and she got remarried. And I don't know, it just felt, that felt weird to me. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that either that's you know and, and you're right i mean we're jumping ahead a little bit but like when anne hathaway comes in on a scale of like one to uma thurman in batman and robin she's at about a nine in terms of like this sort of like vamping kind of like femme fatale it, it, it's it, written you, by her 13 year old son yeah it kind of actually right but but then it's kind of like well okay, like, which shows kind of the flaw of this movie is like we're seeing that characters as designed by like what a 13-year-old would want to be. It is weird that a 13-year-old really wants to see his dad having sex with a cougar. Like, and his mom. But, you know. I, yeah, the sex between his dad and his mom was very like awkward and aggressive too. So I don't know. He, he yeah. has a lot of issues he's working out in this game. He also knows the, he also knows the intimate details of the, the, the BDSM that his stepdad gets involved with. Well, yeah, that's a whole other. Or he contrived that too. And and so McConaughey goes back out trying to find this giant tuna. This is when we're in the fisherman part. Early in the movie, it's just a movie about a guy who's got this Captain Ahab. He's got to catch a tuna fish. Yeah, and for some reason, and they they don't catch the tuna, and he basically then like freaks out on his friend slash like first mate. You know, he's like ah. I had to write this down. Ever since your wife died, we haven't caught jack shit. I'm like, wow, okay. Again, I'm really liking our main character. This guy, like... Yeah, but I'll give you this. He earlier, it's implied that he is trying to insult his friend to save face so his friend can quit and get a better job because he knows he can't support his friend who can't support his family. <laughs> So that Jaman Hunsu can be like, F this noise, I'm out, so he can't get his pity. Well, and say, Look, I can't afford to pay, you deserve a better job, man. 
Now it's a bad way to go about that, of course. But yeah, have a counterpoint. Like, hey, Duke, I'm I'm a terrible businessman, and I don't have money for you, but I really like you. I, why don't you get a better paying job, and I'll try to get my act together. True, true, true. Even if, if you are going to go, even if you are going to go that route and like push him away, insulting his dead wife is is like the most scumbag move you could you could Not go. To mention, with. we never find out how his wife died. We yeah. are also told later that nobody dies on Plymouth Island. So what the heck? His his wife was an NPC who died. Like yeah, like I don't why. <laughs> back, all right. Um, yeah, she was never actually in the game. Yeah, we get a little bit more. So Anne Hathaway, as his ex-wife, shows up. She tracked him down because for some reason Matthew McConaughey is hiding out on this island under a fake name, and which is never really explained why he's on a fake name. And it doesn't really matter to anything. Uh, Her whole explanation on how she tracked him down too was like, I I stopped paying attention because it was so. (laughs) She saw him in a Facebook photo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What? what yeah, I saw a photo of a guy with a fish, and somebody thought you were. It was like what? I, I was like, okay, you found like whatever. Like this is why does this matter? Yeah, because they said they caught the fish with a guy named Baker Dill, and Dill Baker was the name of this guy of Matthew McConaughey's teacher or professor in college, so she knew it was him. And okay, you could have said I tracked you down. I would have bought it. Absolutely, then we Absolutely. wouldn't get the callback that Dylan Baker is the principal. <laughs> Was that like I didn't even? They really like very end. Dylan Baker is the kid's principal. I didn't even catch. I think I I tuned out at that. Okay, okay. That's that's you know this movie's smart. I like it. Movie's already getting better. (laughs) I didn't even catch that one. And she Anne Hathaway offers Matthew McConaughey ten million dollars to kill her current husband who she explains is abusing her and presumably abusive to their son. Um, I, I was like, oh God, I hope Matthew McConaughey doesn't pull a knife on her. <laughs> like, that seems, it seems to be his answer to anyone who wants to be, that's his customer service, but. Um, I hope he doesn't break his glass and threaten her with the shards of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he sort of is like this guy who we've seen be nothing but a total psycho and like unlikable is like, oh no, that's that's too far. Like I I mean I don't I don't kill people. I, I threaten tourists and insult my best friend and, and insult my best friend's dead wife, but like no no no, I'm 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 not the kind of person who kills violent, abusive people. Um and, and kind of like tries to like brush her off. And and somewhere in here, there's also this guy, and I think Jack referenced him. There's a guy in a suit who we keep seeing who's trying to find Matthew McConaughey. And he's just missing him wherever he goes. Yeah, just missing him. And, and is and has like at one point he's like wading out into the water to try to find his boat, or like he's he's just sort of this lingering figure in the beginning of the movie that he's trying to find Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Um, and Have we, we got into the, the cliff diving shower scene yet? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. What what is going on there? Like I I don't understand. That. What's that, Jack? They keep showing McConaughey's butt. This is the first inkling that this film, in my from going in cold and not knowing anything about it, 
I thought, well, there's kind of a supernatural thing going on here because clearly he's having some kind of a vision. At first, I thought he was having flashbacks to his childhood, but then it started to act a little weird. Again, wasn't too fond with how it was being incorporated into the film, but I was like, oh, okay, this is a fascinating idea. Kind of like a shining thing going on, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's in the water and he's swimming with this kid. It was really weird, of course, but it was, it was, I was like, I think I see where they're going with this. Of course, I was dead wrong. But um, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, chop that up to another weird fantasy of a 13-year-old boy swimming naked with his father. <laughs> now I have never been a 13-year-old boy, but I cannot imagine that that's really a fantasy. Yeah, I don't know where that came. It, this feels at this point in the movie, I was like, this is just checking a lot of boxes for Matthew McConaughey, where he's like, all right, all right, I get to, okay, so I'm going to be shirtless pretty much all the time. I'm going to make it a lot of the time. I'm going to be on the beach pretty much the whole time. Uh, all right, I'm on. Wait, oh, oh, yeah, get me a script too when you get a chance. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, so his I guess we, yeah, so his version of a shower is jumping off a cliff right next to his um uh what is like a storage unit apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like a storage unit. It would be on a train. Um I'm sorry, usually you need to take a shower after jumping <laughs> jumping in salt water. That's that, yeah. that does not clean you off. And you know what? I, I don't know what you guys saw that, but they did this one. I, I'm sure there's a technical term for this, but they did like this unique camera shot for both Anne Hathaway when they introduced her and then Matthew McConaughey when he's like walking. Around around. It looked like yeah. what you usually assume means like time passing or something like that. But I was the style of the film, it felt out of place because all of a sudden there's this whoosh, there's this 180, everything freezes, but it goes into bullet time. Boom. And then they do it again. They only do it twice and it doesn't match the rest of the film's editing style or cinematography. And it's well, starting well, out with a sore thumb. It's a, it's a cutscene, Jack. Oh, it's well, a video thinking, Oh, okay. What I was thinking was maybe that was like one of the hints that this was like, a video game and like how you can change like the perspective of your character. Okay, okay. So I didn't catch that the first time, the second time I was like, oh, maybe that's what they're trying to do. So yeah, I thought that's, that's what it was better. too. You're yeah, like better okay. view of Yeah, like a very clunky, like in Grand Theft Auto when you're adjusting the camera, you know, yeah, or yeah, yeah. your view of things, but you're doing it in a very clunky way and you're kind of like, yeah. That's but a good aesthetic. Yeah. Um, okay, so at this point also, Jason Clark shows up. He is Anne Hathaway's abusive husband. Mm -hmm. And he looks the part. Super creepy scene where he shows up to inspect Anne Hathaway's body and beat her with a belt. Yeah. Um, which I guess, like, when with what we find out, it's like, okay, this is the kid manifesting this abusive relationship between the two. But for just the audience in this movie, it's like, what is, like, okay, like, what's going on here? Um, He's inspecting her body like it's a diamond. I don't... Like, puts glasses on. Yeah, yeah. Like, like literally, like, it's a baseball card he's going to send out for grading. And he's like, oh, I don't know, this corner is a little bent. Um, and he wants to go fishing. He's going to pay Matthew McConaughey 10 grand 
to go, or somehow this gets set up. At first, it wasn't. Tane doesn't want to do it because he's resisting the urge to murder this guy. And well, at first, it wasn't the ten grand though. It was like some. I can't remember how much money it was. It wasn't until he offered the ten grand that he's like, okay, I'll do it. But at first, it was whatever amount of money. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it because yeah, like he doesn't want to have the temptation to actually kill him, and he doesn't want anything to do with his ex-wife or his her husband. And but then, like he he goes. So there's a scene where. Um, Jason Clark is he like is about to beat his wife with the belt, and then it cuts to like the next day or whatever. And Matthew McConaughey is going around town, and like everyone around town knows that Jason Clark came in and that he beat his wife with the belt. Like she's the the woman at like the the shop is like talking to him about. I was like, yeah, that really pretty woman. Her husband came in last night and he beat beat her with a belt. And I was like, how does anybody know this? And why are they talking about it so openly? Intimate detail. Yeah, and he like doesn't mind like oh. Why in Plymouth, everyone knows everything. Yeah, jumping ahead a little bit, why do all of the characters in the video game know everything that everyone else is doing in the video game? I don't... Yeah, but I kind of see that as a video game thing. <laughs> like, you stop in the shop and you talk to the shopkeeper and the shopkeeper gives you the information you need. I mean, I see okay, that. I mean, yeah, in the context of video yeah, but like they never play that as being weird, like Matt kind of being like, "Why are you telling this?" or "How do you know this?" Or, you know, what I mean, I don't know. Big mention. It was like played straight. Like the townspeople mention a woman named Consuela, who we never meet. Who I'm assuming is like the hotel. Consuela is the shopkeep. Consuela is the one who tells him about the beating. Lois is the shopkeep. Oh, because I watched it with the with the subtitles and it said Consuela. I watched it with the subtitles and he called her Lois. Wow. I swear that was Consuela. Yeah, I agree. I, Consuela. She talks about Consuela, but her name is Lois. Oh, uh, well, I wasn't. We never meet Consuela, even though people, several people say, like, Consuela confused. told this person or Consuela told me that this happened. But it's Consuela's son at the end of the movie, right? Who what randomly shows up? Is that Consuela's son at the end of the movie? No, that's no, Diane Lane's Yeah. Diane Lane's son. Oh. Why oh, okay. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. See, I was just so like, after a while, I just checked out. I was like, oh. Jack was so taken with the magic of the movie. <laughs> tons of people contribute information to this person that we never meet. So I was guessing that that was supposed to be like the hotel maid that heard it happen or something. Yeah, like okay. I guess that makes more sense. And, and at this point, we also find out we're starting to see shots of a kid on a computer. And we don't have any context for them, but this kid on a computer seems to be able to hear. Yeah, the so we do. Yeah, we yeah. know that's Patrick. We or we know oh, that's right, right. We know that's his son. She already explained it to him. Yeah, that Patrick yeah. stays in his room all day and listens to the fights, and he's disappearing into this computer world, and he's it's like a fishing game. and he's typing. We've already seen a lot of that. And and that's right. And oh. once they get Jason Clark on the boat, Jason Clark explains that like. The kid is playing a fishing, like Jason Clark says the thing that he finds most disturbing is that the kid is playing a fishing video game all day long. Um, Which is then, odd for a 13-year-old kid, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know who here played Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. but like ooh, the, the fishing part of Red Dead Redemption is, is you know, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't yeah, be concerned. Not fun. Usually I start to get that inkling that I thought that we're going in, which was a supernatural movie, kind of like The Shining, because all the screaming that Matthew McConaughey was hearing in his mind, which I thought were flashbacks to his childhood, is now simultaneous connection with the sun, which again, I was kind of like, I don't like the way they're incorporating it in the movie. It seems kind of dumb, but okay, that's interesting-ish. 
So I was okay with that always, until was the I'm big. always fascinated with. I'm always fascinated with the way Jack sees movies because he always sees stuff that I don't see. Like I never once thought that was flashback to his childhood because they said that this is Patrick. This is his no, no, er, very early in the, in the movie when he's cat. Isn't there like a scene early in the movie where he just hears it? There are scenes in the movies where he hears the screaming, he, and I thought he must be flashing back to his childhood. And then very quickly it's thrown away the moment they introduce the Patrick character. But it was it was the first time, the first or second time they they they. He, he, it happened at least two or three, uh, two or three times before. But the I, woman, even I mean, the woman, the voice that you hear is Anne Hathaway. But I didn't recognize it at first, right? Because you're not seeing her face. Once they showed the kid on the computer, I knew that that's not what it was. But Wait, early in the movie, he's getting quick flashes and he's hearing the sounds in his mind. So I thought, oh, maybe he's wanting to chase this fish out of some, I don't know, sense of I can conquer my. Maybe there's something more intelligent going on here like it's a metaphor for conquering well, no, his or demons or whatever no because because when he's i know we're now we're going back in time but when he's first like trying to catch fish and doesn't catch it he kind of is talking to himself afterwards and he's like got the world's greatest dad mug and he's like sa saying like you know sorry kid i didn't catch it yet and like he's so I, I got that he was like trying to catch it for his son or whatever like he's trying to oh i thought he was kind of talking to himself no, because he's like, sorry, kid, I didn't get it or whatever. He's like, picks up the very large, obvious mug. Yeah, like, I know. I saw that. That I mean, I didn't think yeah, that that could be really used to get Maybe so he's remembering his kid drowning or something. I thought it was flashbacks to a, to a trauma in his past. Not a simultaneous mental connection until the abusive husband was mentioning it on the boat. And Hathaway mentioned he had a son, and I said, oh, maybe that's it. But once he's on the boat, I was like, oh, okay. Right. Got to remember, I kind of watch these movies kind of like, uh, you know, like I'm not like. Yeah, I've seen you watch movies. Oh, I get the clockwork orange uh, goggles and just watch it the whole time. <laughs> Stop blinking. One of the things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way later on about Anne Hathaway's description of how her son deals with the abuse is that she said he can hear you through his computer screen, which, first of all, sounds weird. But then later on, does that mean Anne Hathaway knows she's in a video game? Like, if her character in the video game is saying that he can hear them through the screen, I just I did not, yeah. I didn't understand it in the moment, and I understood it even less later on. That is true, because yeah, he's not, he's not like in the video game at all. He's not present in the video game. Yeah. Like Kid, except for that naked swimming scene. Well, yeah, and that's just him kind of. Like, I think that's just. I think that's just an artistic representation of their connection. Yeah, that's like them. Being from the director, not, not that's something that's literally happening in the programming of the game within the universe. I I'm also mystified by that, Christy, of that line, and I feel like. No, I think sometimes the game. Not, well, I, I feel like it's not organic to the story they're telling, but it was like that they had to put it in more for the audience than for the actual characters in them, like. I feel like that's a line for the audience to to help set up the twist they're going to be delivering, but it's it, it is you're right. It is insane. Why would Anne Hathaway have this knowledge, and why wouldn't Anne Hathaway be like, he's hearing you through a computer screen? Like she should be like, what? Like she should be freaking out. What am I saying? <laughs> well, yeah. Also, if she had, I think it would bother me less if she just said he can hear you through his computer. But adding the word screen, screen, sound doesn't come through the screen. <laughs> nope. Well, she's just not computer literate. She's like, I don't know. He says he hears right. you through the computer screen. Right. 
I mean, Matthew Connie doesn't even that's know. Before, however, that's before he describes the fishing video game or after. I think it's before. Because eventually, because the yeah. more she tries to convince him using her son sort of as the bait to get him to kill the guy. No pun intended. More, yeah, more of that starts to come out. You know you feel that special connection with him. I thought that came later, but I maybe again. No, she, she says it when they first talk, when, when they're talking about Patrick, and then he finds out about the video game on the boat later. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And, and so they go fishing with Jason Clark. They do at one point have like a chance where they could have put him overboard with a shark, but they don't do it. And Duke is like, hey, man, don't kill this guy. This is wrong. But then Anne, then then McConaughey meets up with Anne Hathaway that night. He tells him he will kill Jason Clark. And then they have very sad sex that involves like a lot of crying and like just... Neither of them wants to do it. He, he, he's like, I don't want you in my life. I'm doing this for my son. And she's totally like, I'm just going to throw myself at you because I have, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm at the end of my rope. And, you know, she, this is a very uncomfortable scene to, to Also watch. has the worst, like, super cringy line of the movie when she's talking about their first time. And she says, you said I was finally old enough. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah you're right. She did say that. I felt sick to my stomach at that line. That's very increases this unlikable characterness of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I got very grossed out by that too. That I mean, was, that like, was at this amazing. point, McConaughey is the villain. <laughs> like he at, at this point, Jason he's, Clark he's somehow is like, confused. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, basically, yeah. Bad joke, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Was that them trying to address the clear age difference between McConaughey oh, and Anne Hathaway? But I, but I didn't even think, of, I mean, I never even thought about that. I mean, they could have. Until she said, said that. Then I was right, like, wait, they dating. Like they could have. They could have started could've dating. Either, <laughs> they could have either A, ignored it, or B, they could have had him, her say something like, you know, like 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 you really cared about me and you resisted so long and then you finally you know we finally broke and it was a mistake and you know i was young didn't know like i think that would kind of be a little better but the thing but, is though in the, in, the con in the context of the real world in this movie mcconaughey ages in the game but if you when at the end of the movie when they show what he looked like when he was in the military he was like 14 years younger so, so maybe, maybe, years they were, off maybe we were in high school together, but why would the then why even bother to address it in the movie? It just makes yeah, it, just, it just it was it's unsettling and it's that whole scene is just unsettling and uncomfortable. What and it should I... it should have just ended when he said it should have just ended when he said no, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for the kid. I know you don't love me. We never loved each other. That's why it didn't work out. And then she just kind of leaves. That that alone would have been sufficient enough without having this really uncomfortable sex scene. The, the age thing really leads to a minor but annoying pet peeve of mine that I don't understand how, how the timeline of the real world works. The movie came out in 2019. The kid is 13 yeah. years old, which would put him born in 2006. Matthew McConaughey mm -hmm. died in 2006, but had pictures of him if, when with his son when he was three yeah i was thinking that same thing yeah none of the math or ages works out so just the movie I, all of it. 
Yeah, they must have meant for the movie to come out. At, like, in the movie, it was 2014 or 2015 or whatever, but they never really explained that. Yeah. And God, after the after this scene, like, I was legitimately thinking, okay, which sex scene was Anne Hathaway more mistreated in? This movie or Les Miserables? Because after they have sex, Matthew McConaughey just gets up and goes, that's enough, I win. Yeah, I, I, I like, this is like, what is going on here? I'm like, what did asshole win? Is that supposed to be like a video game reference? This is not okay. There, nothing about this scene is is okay. Ugh. Nothing about the scene shows that they love each other. Nothing about this scene is sexy. Nothing about this scene is romantic. No. Just the whole thing is bleh. Yeah, yeah, because he says that, and like she gets dressed and like goes Captain's and movie. leaves like crying, like in tears. Because I mean. That's not the way to end, you know, an encounter like that. It's, and yeah, also, yeah. Diane Lane saw, I mean, didn't necessarily see into the boat, but Diane Lane, Diane Lane's character, like, creepily watches every time Anne Hathaway is on his boat. Yeah. This I don't is, understand the point of the Diane Lane character at all. I want to ask you that. Why, why is the Diane Lane character a character at all? Like, I don't know. She does nothing. Yeah, I don't. Genuinely don't know. Even in, like, I'm trying to apply, like, this is the world created by this 13-year-old, but, like, Diane Lane seems to not do anything, although it's kind of implied that finding her cat is, like, a mini-game or, like, a quest within the game. That could have been anything. They could have made that, like, they could have made that, like, uh, like, like, getting to work on time. You know, they could have thrown anything in there. Well, not if they wanted to have the sexual innuendo in it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I think in the con I mean it's it's a creepy concept, but I think in in the in the concept of the game, the point of her character is just a way for Matthew McConaughey to make money. As in like it's a job. So like a but once yeah. again, if you're a 13-year-old boy creating a game with your dad in it, I don't know if that will be my first choice for uh vocation yeah. when trying to make money. Yeah. And why have her like standing in the window watching like I thought maybe she was gonna turn him in or she was gonna be the one that they would have to deal with like the repercussions because she saw something no she just stands yeah. in the window and watches and she, she doesn't have anything to the plot and she, so just she sees the mirrors she just like totally disappears from the movie yeah. like because I'm with you Christy I kept thinking like oh okay I don't know how Diane Lane's gonna come in but clearly Diane Lane is coming back in some capacity and then yeah. she does yeah. there's nothing because else she does they show movie. her they show her watching like them leave with Jason's car too. So like Chris yeah. said, you know, like she would know they went out when they come back without him, you know, she would somehow use that information. I don't know, but yeah, they, they never went there. And, and the other thing that has bothered me at this point, it really bothered me after the whole Anne Hathaway McConaughey sex scene, but it's like at this point, like McConaughey, like, like Alex says, is like basically the villain at this point, or maybe the secondary villain to Jason Clark, but he, he's starting to gain ground. But like yeah. by all accounts in real life, Matthew McConaughey was a good man and like, you know, died for his country and everything. I don't get why his son is making him into this monster in this computer game. And why also, it, why is the son making him a monster whereas Duke is a really decent guy? Yeah. Who, like, don't kill this guy. Like, yeah. I don't I, I don't really understand if the, if this is a game where the it, none of this makes sense. Like the, I don't understand why these characters in well, one later learn would be created in this way. 
obviously he wants his father to kill the guy because that's the whole point of him. So maybe he wants his dad to be the kind of guy who would do it. But he could be. He could be doing. He doesn't have to be an asshole to it because he could. He, they, in his mind, he would be like the hero coming to. That's true. Slay the guy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. It make any sense. But in in maybe that, if this, maybe if this movie were smarter, Matthew McConaughey would be, would be the generic video game hero would kill the bad guy, but then all of a sudden would kind of snap to him and be like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be this great hero and look at this horrible thing I've done. Yes, he was a bad man, but do I have that right to kill him? And that's basically where his world starts to unravel. And it would deconstruct the idea of like the guy who runs around in the video game shooting everyone, the sociopath who shoots the bad guy and says the one-liner and then laughs and goes home, right? That could have been an interesting uh, idea. But, but if that's the video game's goal is for him to kill Jason Clark, and I agree with you, Cody, I think that that's what they're trying to say it is, then wouldn't Duke be like, hey, man, we got to kill that. Like, this guy's terrible. We should kill him. Or like, well, I think that you kill him. Or here's the stuff you need to kill him. Or, you know, well, I, is, I don't know. This is why it's confusing, though, is because the kid created this world in this video game. The characters in the video game are like, no, that's not the video game. It's a fishing game. You know, it's a it's a life on on the island game where it's not a, a killing game. So the characters are like resisting to the, resisting that. So they're like, that's not what this is. But the kid created it and he changed the rules. So I felt like the whole world should change into, yeah, kill that guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but the video game was around the, um, Matthew McConaughey was was trying to like rubber band back to what the game was supposed to be. I guess that's that's how I read it. I, I think you're probably right. I think you're. I think you're probably right. And and we know everyone sits, everyone sits down with it. Basically, is like, don't do it. You shouldn't kill that guy. The free fish finder. If you don't do this. Well, yeah. Now we get to that point. Well, yeah. Now we're at the scene that that sh I think the movie believes is going to be like the Rosetta Stone, but is just an infuriating scene that like made me feel like my mental health wasn't going well where the, the guy in the suit shows up to McConaughey's house and, and house he's like, he's there at like 2 a.m and like comes in he wants to give him a fish finder but this guy in the suit knows a ton about McConaughey and like knows everything that's going on and for some reason, even though it didn't like freak McConaughey out that other people on the island knew everything that's going on, he's very freaked out that this dude in the suit trying to sell him a fish finder knows everything that's going on in his life. And he at one point says, I am the rules. And also says, don't kill that man. I'm like, okay. Okay, what now? I'm like, like, is this a? Are, are they having us kind of believe that there's like a coding error here? That there's like there there are lines of code that are like wrong, or th that there's something. Well, is I, off? I, I think again, it's that like the characters don't know that the the rules have changed, or that the creator of the game has changed it so that Matthew Kai is going to kill this guy. Like so I think. I think this guy at one point says like, I don't know what's going on. I just know that I'm supposed to do this or whatever. So he's like, he knows that the rules are, you're supposed to catch this fish. That, that's like the game is you're supposed to catch this fish, this tuna. And now he's got this whole other thing going on. That's like his obsession. And the rules is like, no, you're supposed to be doing this, not that. And, and that's kind of where this guy comes in, but again it just doesn't it's hard to kind of understand what his what he's talking about or what his motivation is 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it. there are many times where I felt I'm like, I don't know if the people who wrote this movie thought about it too much or too little, but it's definitely one of those two things. They, they are not in the space of like, they thought about it just the right amount. And so yeah, I think they had this idea, which like they, they kind of thought it was, oh, that's kind of a cool idea that didn't really put too much thought into how to make it work and just kind of went with it. That's, that's what yeah. it feels like. So now Matthew McConaughey is a self-aware character in a video game from this And point. I have stopped caring about what he does or what happens to him. Yeah. And, and I start going, I start having questions at this point. I'm like, why does he care? Like, if he knows he's in a video yeah. game and, like, it's he just had this insane conversation with a guy who is, like, by his own definition, the rules of the video game are something, what, what happens? I, I don't, like, why is this going on? He's kind of, like, seems to be, like, trying to push against the game in some ways. Um, he resigns himself to it pretty quickly. Yeah, I lost it too. I was like, I'm done with this movie. I mean, I watched it, but yeah. I, after that scene, the fish it feels weird because, because like he finds out here that he's he's a video game character. He's not nothing matters. But now he's like even more against killing this guy than he who doesn't exist than he was before he found this out. Now that he knows it's he's in video games, like now he's kind of of uh, hesitant to do this now or whatever. Yeah. And, and we find out that Duke, who Duke, who believes he's in a fishing video game, paid no, a bunch of dimes. I don't think believe that. I think Duke. Oh, that's true. He is a you know first mate for a fishing captain. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah, so he's just a first mate for a fishing captain in this video game, but the first mate for the fishing captain pays six guys to beat up Jason Clark and break his hand so that Matthew McConaughey will not kill him. Yeah. So is the so, game working like, against the kid, or did the kid write that into the game? No, I, so I think that... Is that the what, game what operating apart from him? What I think is what, what's happening is that these characters don't know they're in a video game, but they're, like, without knowing it working, how the game is telling, you know, it, it, they're, they're serving the video game. So when he does that, it's the video game trying to keep Matthew McConaughey from killing this guy because, again, he's just... Got it. So it's, it's almost like yeah. the video game is, is being unconscious he, he's doing this as part of of his role in the video game but he might not necessarily know that he's in the video game but it also begs the question if the kid created the video game why didn't he just reprogram it so everyone would help matthew mcconaughey well that's that's what i was saying earlier yeah it's like yeah. you would think the whole game would change around this plot point but it doesn't yeah it's, and there's it's, so much easier ways to prevent a fishing trip than breaking the guy's hand <laughs> yeah you can sink the yeah. boat and and Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway really still wants Jason Clark to go fishing so that McConaughey can kill him. Another creepy scene. This, this is, even gets worse. Yeah, this I, is so not good. Yeah, I mean, when you really think about, I mean, this is probably but the creepiest. Telling her husband to do like, I'm turned on when you try to choke me with your broken hand, and I'm like, what is going on here? This is <laughs> give him a glass to hold on to. By her yeah. thirteen-year-old son, right? But it's like, yeah, she's like, "Oh, daddy, you should, you gotta catch me a fish, daddy." And, and she's like, yeah, you, "You want know, some tuna that fast? Like, just them. go to the grocery store and buy a can." I don't know what is with this scene. Th this scene is just wrong. I mean, it's 
on every level, like whatever they were going for here, like, no, like what, this is like, this was very, very troubling. Even Jason Clark, who like asked his wife to get naked so he can inspect her body is kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know if I really want to choke you with my broken hand right now. This is a little much for me. He, even his line, he's like, I'm hurt pretty bad. <laughs> you know? I mean, this, yeah. like, I... Call today. Even he's like, ah, this feels like not the time. Like, it's not the moment, you know? Maybe we'll save the S&M for tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I see what they're trying to do. Again, it doesn't work. It, it's, I, I don't see what they're trying to do. I think, well, I, this is what I think they're trying to do is she's so desperate to get him killed, she's going to play into his fantasies at the expense of her dignity to convince him to go. I think there are a thousand different ways they could have achieved that, and that this was certainly not one of them. But um, that, but would, that I, would work. They were trying to do. That would work and make sense if this was the real world still. But once you know that it's this kid's video game version of what's happening, it, then it's like, that's where it's yeah you don't really know why they went this route exactly well Matt, Anne Hathaway has basically already been like the equivalent of like a basketball hoop in the last scene so Matthew McConaughey can win a game so she really doesn't have any uh, dignity left at this point it, it, it's pretty it, the, the treatment of Anne Hathaway and Anne Hathaway's character is pretty bad very very troublesome in this whole movie yeah. right um and and I also have notes of here. Oh, we we now get the scene where McConaughey talks with the rules guy at the beach, and any mentally stable person's head should be inside out at this point. As the guy who says is the rules is like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on here? And McConaughey's like, okay, I know it's a kid, and I know, and it's like, <laughs> what? How? How is any of this? Why? If we're led to believe that a kid created this video game, why would a kid create a self-aware character in the video game? And why would the character of the guy in the suit not be self-aware? Or, or he's not even well, he he's not self-aware, he's partially self-aware. Is this supposed to be one of those like AI gaining intelligence things? Like, or gaining sentience or whatever? I mean, is it, are we supposed to believe that maybe the game is now operating on its own outside of the kid's control? I don't think so. I don't and even if know if there is. We're going to do that. Why isn't that part of the plot? Like that's not one of the themes of the movie. I so. I actually agree with Christy. I think that I think that is what they're trying to do is to show that somehow the game is changing itself, and that I, I I'm really a little unclear as to like why or like what. I don't I don't Can think we fully thought out the ramifications of that, but I think that that's they're supposed to come out of this scene saying because at the end of the scene, the guy in the rules is like, yes, you should kill that guy. And he also yeah. says, I'll help you, but then does nothing to help. Yeah. He, he like tells him that like he's gonna be he's he's heading to your boat right now. You should like that was like, I think is help, but I, oh, yeah. my question is, is there even a game though? Cause at the end, he's like talking to his father through the game but he's sitting alone in a room in like a mental asylum and it's like in his head. So is this whole thing just in his head? Well, the, um, the news reports talked about him playing video games that he had retreated into his own world in the computer. 
So that's that was said in the real world news report. Yeah, but does that mean that this is a video game that he's that he's in his mind he's created this as a video game because he's so into video games? Like I, I don't know. I at the end because in the beginning the movie opens with like his, going into his eye and then like everything happens in his head and then at the I end movie completely forgotten about that. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie he's when he's like redesigning the game and he's talking to his father. It, he's just in his head thinking about you know he's sitting alone in a room. So I don't even know if there is a game or if it's just. Maybe it's both. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's having hallucinations about the game once the game is out of his 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 ability to use it. Well, he's in a rubber room. Like, sorry, go ahead, Chrissy. Well, I was gonna say there's that scene where like the settings change around McConaughey, yeah. which does yeah, seem end, like yeah. he that's him. That's the kid, you know, entering new code or something like that. So that maybe yeah, like he was still. But he's been arrested. He's been arrested for killing the guy at that point. So how's he? Re but the news reports say that he will be given back to his mom. So but I, he was at that point. My assumption was that like that happens after or something. I don't know. I, I agree. Cause Cody, Cody, I think Cody's right. If this is a fantasy world, he has created a very unnecessarily confusing fantasy world. Or if yeah. this is the game, he has created the wonkiest, buggiest game ever. Like, like why? Like, yeah, it doesn't. It every time they show them, every time they show him playing the game too, or at least a lot of the time, it's like his face with like the game, yeah, uh, the screen shining on his face, and it's like the, when he's doing the code, it's like all like in front of his eyes, like you know, Iron Man or something. So it's like, is that is that? I don't know. They never say that either way, but in my See, mind, I took that right. as like. Um, we're in the computer looking out the screen. Yeah. Yeah, aesthetically, yeah. But backwards. So it's like we are behind the words. Right. Yeah. We're in the game looking at him. Yeah, but the, by the end of the movie, I, I was wondering if that was uh, just because we'll get to the end at the end, but it's it, it just it it's confusing. I'll just say that. Un undeniably. Undeniably. Also, can someone drink two bottles of rum in like two hours and be okay. I thought that too because because Jason Clark, when they get on the boat, is like totally obliterated because Hen Hathaway is getting him drunk. But Matthew McConaughey is fine, even though he's had two bottles of rum that morning. And he drove there. after drinking two bottles. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing they do that I didn't understand. For much of the final third of this movie, McConaughey looks terrible and i don't even mean just like screen grabs but there's like shots where you're like oh my god like he looks awful and and i think it's the intent of the movie to show that he's kind of like unraveling or stressed but it's like oh like come on like let's let's dial that back a little bit this poor guy looks like he died you know or something and you're like yeah. burning him or something it's bordering on Charlie's Theron and Monster. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Doing your best to ugly Matthew McConaughey up. Yeah. I I kind of laughed, and I don't think I was supposed to laugh this, as they're getting Jason Clark on board the boat because he's like, whoa, like he's all out of it. And like Anne Hathaway's like, get him on board. He wants to fish. <laughs> like, okay. Um, <laughs> I know, like, Diane Lane's character is just, like, watching this. Like, I kind of felt like they were just, like, doing that to, like, release themselves a liability to any town folks that were <laughs> within earshot. This man, by his own volition, wants to fish. 
Can you imagine being Jason? May not look it. Yeah, if you're Jason Clark for those days of filming, and he must have spent like seven days where he was like, uh, okay, so I'm just supposed to be like 90% out of it in this scene. Okay, like <laughs> got, got it. Paid, he got paid to hang out on the beach with Anne Hathaway and Matthew yeah. McConaughey, whatever, he's good. Oh, can we also talk about, what, what was the deal with Diane Lane's son that comes up randomly? Well, they did, they oh, did yeah. have a conversation about him earlier in the movie. Right, yeah. But then he just, it's, it's again, that like the game working against him. Yeah. This is another hurdle in the way. Yeah. Cause he's like, Hey, I'm here to be on the boat with you now. And then he's, he can't have him on the boat because he's going to kill this guy. And now, in, is this, is this, now, now maybe I'm giving this movie a little too much credit. Is this supposed to represent all of the people in, in Patrick's life who are reaching out to him? who have not been able to reach him as he's become more and more isolated and has fallen deeper and deeper and deeper into depression and psychosis. And, and every time people try to stop him, he, he resists and throws up a wall and someone shows him a little kindness and he, he doesn't, there's mistrust there and he recoils and he disappears. Could this be a metaphor for those people trying to reach out to Patrick, but instead of it being literally Patrick, it's all the video game characters trying to reach out to Matthew McConaughey. Well, let me let me give an alternative viewpoint. No. <laughs> I think you're giving this movie way too much credit. I think it's um, a flashback of Matthew McConaughey. I think it's him as a kid. I, I, the movie takes place in the future. And, and I have to say, I'm mystified by when Diane Wayne's son shows up too. Because you're right, he shows up one time and he's like, hey, I'm here to work on your boat. And, well, he and, shows up uh, in the middle of like a cane, sugar cane field, like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, and Matthew McConaughey's like, ah, get out of here, you. And now when they're out on the boat to kill Jason Clark, the kid comes out, he's like, hey, it's me, Mr. McConaughey, I stowed away. And this was, this was my theory, but I'm very open to my theory being wrong. I felt like maybe this was the game, because the guy in the suit saying, I'm gonna help you, that the game was like, ooh, if you're gonna make this look like an accident, you should have a witness. And that they were gonna use Diane Wayne's kid as a witness, because there's that weird line where Matthew McConaughey's like, the client has requested that I hand the fishing pole over to him per like I don't know like some weird line in the kid per, per statute 3.2 subcategory five and, and there's a super awkward edit where they cut to that kid and the kid's like uh, okay <laughs> and then you know like then Jason Clark gets pulled into the water but I, I, I is that is what do you, I mean is that what they're maybe going for because I still feel weird about because it's still like. They're in a video game. It doesn't matter. There's no like police on the island. I think Matt kind of at one point even says like, "There's no rules on Plymouth Island. There's like nothing. You know, I mean, like you can do whatever you want, basically." Which the I, one yeah. police officer, the Lieutenant Gonzalez or whatever the name was, is a, is out of town for the weekend. Yeah, because I, I think Jason Clark paid him to be out of town so he could do whatever he wanted. Because he's gonna, he's like having sex with prostitutes and stuff. And yeah, it's underage. Underage. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Again. Yeah. See, Matthew McConaughey waited. hate that guy. You want to see him get killed. Yeah. But when you when Matthew McConaughey isn't a likable guy, he's only a little bit better. You're like, I kind of wanted to see Matthew McConaughey go under with him, but that that would have been fair. There, there was a part of you, but also some watching him like, 
is the kid who's playing like Dan Lane's, did he like win a contest to like have a part in this movie? Or like, there's no, it's so confusing for why he's there. Or are there a bunch of cut scenes with Diane Lane? Or is there something? Maybe the result of a re-edit. I don't know. I didn't look up the, the backstory. There had to have been more with her because they obviously wanted like- a out Because there were significant the number of scenes with her in it. And she's yeah. a, a notable name, so you yeah. can't. They obviously wanted a name for that role, so there was some. Re- There's something more there. They just you don't hire. You don't hire. Yeah, you don't hire Diane Lane if she's just going to be like two lines and gone. See you later. Got my paycheck. You know. So then, yeah, Jason Clark gets pulled underwater. I guess like instantaneously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has the rod for like two seconds when he gets pulled under. <laughs> Yeah. I would. That's why, like, I I understand your point about like maybe having a witness there, but I feel like if you're the kid and you see Matthew McConaughey hand this rod over and Jason Clark instantly go under, you'd be like, I gotta feel like there's something fishy here. It's okay. He said man overboard, so it's fine. Well, and and he even even for at the top of his lungs for no reason. Yeah. Even if this plan is coming together, Anne Hathaway says, are you nuts? <laughs> so, I'm, I, so I'm like, I don't know, that undercuts even my argument that this is... I thought that was her putting on a show for the kid. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay. There well, are more, no, there are easier no, ways. I think, I, I if think you're that, a video game programmer, if, you, if you're a wannabe video game programmer, a kid, you're learning coding, you're getting into this, but you're slightly emotionally disturbed and hate your stepfather. Why not just create a first-person shooter and make all the faces in the game? I wouldn't recommend anybody do this because that is a little creepy. But the character is supposed to be mentally disturbed. So if you're a mentally disturbed kid with an abusive stepfather and the ability to manipulate a video game, why isn't he living out? It would be it would be it would be wrong for him to do it. But why isn't the character living out murder fantasies for the video game instead of this elaborate fishing thing with his dad? Wouldn't he just do a game where all the bad guys that he shoots in the game look like his stepdad? Or maybe he'll do a fighting game where he's just constantly beating the crap out of his stepdad? I think he did do a war game with his, his dad at one okay. point. Because I think Matthew McConaughey's experience in Iraq was part of a video game, at least this Matthew McConaughey. I think that's I think they kind of mentioned that. But I think when Anne Hathaway was saying, are you crazy, whatever, she was talking about because Matt McConaughey was like about to kill Jason Clark, and then they get this the fish on the line. And at first, it seemed like he was gonna try to catch the fish instead of killing Jason Clark. And she's like, "Are you crazy? Like we're trying to kill this guy. What are you doing?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna use this to kill." So I think that's why she was like, "Oh, that's right. That's you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah." And and I think Jack's I, again. I don't. The movie does not succeed at this. I think maybe what it is trying to say is that the kid created a fishing game, and that he is trying to re program yeah. a fishing game into a Grand Theft Auto style game. Oh, like he didn't make the game. He's rewriting the code of a pre-existing well, I think game. Maybe he, I think he made the fishing game and he was like, this would essentially be like if I took my kids like Disneyland Adventures game and was like, I'm now gonna take Disneyland Adventures and I'm gonna turn it into like Grand Theft Auto. You know, I just remember too, because he, he made this game a fishing game because like one of his memories of his father was fishing with him. And I just remember too why his father is a dick in the movie because he actually says it when he, he he was like, oh yeah, that time we went fishing and we didn't catch a fish, I got so angry. That, that must be why you made me the way I am because in your uh, mind, I was like so angry about not catching this fish that now I'm obsessed with catching this fish and it's all that matters. So that's like yeah, why he's like obsessed right. with dick. Which is, well, uh, doesn't... 
And there was also that one line, I think like Matthew McConaughey and his son like said it at the same time, but he, when he was out on the boat with Jason Clark the first time, they were like, if I, if I wasn't fishing, I'd be trying to kill you or something. So I, I think that was kind of, you know, not yeah, the great executed way of the film to say like he created this game to distract him from trying to kill his stepfather. And then it's, it became too much after a while. And then he yeah. changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I think, yeah, I think that's it, you know, and okay, so, yeah, so then we find out the kid in real life kills his stepdad. Um, we get that sort of like classic movie, like, you know, we're going to give you plot exposition by showing you a news broadcast. Um, which has a lot of information in it, uh, that, a lot of information that really the audience needs, but I don't know that people in the real world would need. Right. Um, I, Cody, I did kind of laugh because I'm like, ooh, if this is the, the whole sequence is very similar to like this kid's like a young Michael Myers, basically from a Halloween movie, except maybe a more justified Michael Myers. This would be like how you start a Halloween movie is like with this new sequence of little boy kills his sister and because he was being abused or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and now okay we're we're off the rails the movie is already off the oh, rails yeah. but Matt, like an it's like an epilogue where he's in that crazy bar that they're hanging out in the phone rings and he answers it and mcconaughey is talking to the kid in the real world with both of them aware that matthew mcconaughey is in a video game and the kid is in the real world yeah, because he says like I'm gonna I'm gonna design a game or I'm gonna redesign the game so I can join you there and we can go fishing together or something and yeah and I'll, like, and I'll watch you degrade my mother and we can plot murdering a guy and there's no cop and there's child prostitutes on this happy island child prostitutes and, <laughs> and and Duke and Duke who did nothing wrong his wife is dead we'll have we'll share a good laugh at his expense. <laughs> And you can keep having awkward sex with Diane Wayne, or maybe my mom. Well, we'll, see, we'll see somehow. how things go, I guess. We'll take it day by day in the video game world. I, I don't... Um, but I don't again, know. So he's not talking He's not talking to him like through the video game, like through a microphone or something. He's literally, there's a shot of him sitting in a chair, like in a... Yep. Norman Bates shot. Yeah, and he's just like thinking these things and talking to his father through his mind. So that's why and reprogramming the game in his mind because <laughs> you right. see all these like computer generated like worlds being built around Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. 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 I don't. And and then you know the the pixels are all changing. Then all of a sudden, the kid is in the world, like Tron style, I guess. I, yeah. Which, again, is why I think it's in his head, because now he's, he's basically escaping into his own mind, where he's now living in this video game with his father. The ultimate ending, you're right, Cody, the ultimate ending does support that this is all in his head. But nothing before that really, like, everything before that is like, wow, his fantasy world is hilariously complicated and glitchy yeah. <laughs> like i've never heard of someone creating a fantasy world that has a ton of glitches in it um okay so for our and that's the end that's the end of the movie basically the kid is on the boat um yeah yeah 
which is named Serenity, by the way. That's why it's called Serenity, because the boat is called Serenity. <laughs> boat's called Serenity. Didn't he say, like, meet me at Serenity or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I, I, for our so wrong, it's right. I just want to, um, I want, I want to read an article, uh, which we wouldn't, we would probably wouldn't normally do it this way, but I want to read an article from, I got to check where it, it's either deadline. Okay. It's from deadline.com exclusive serenity stars, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway are furious with distributor Averon pictures after they watched their latest film, Serenity, post the worst opening weekend numbers of their careers. And it kind of goes on to be like, yeah, it made, it, it, in its opening weekend, it made $4.4 million. What's troubling the stars of the Stephen Knight-directed drama and their CAA reps is the fact that Avalon agreed to a battle plan that called for them to put up publicity and advertising commensurating with a 2,500 screen release. And the stars agreed to do a full promotional campa campaign, including a junket and as many late night and daytime shot talk shows as would have them. The stars believed they were fed excuses and got a lot of unreturned calls when TV spots didn't show up. And it became clear to them that Averon wasn't gonna support the movie and was, and was essentially dumping it. Sources said they believe maybe only nine TV spots aired in obscure locales and not in any time slots that would have helped create awareness for the film. And sources said it wasn't until the night before McConaughey and Hathaway got on a plane for the Los Angeles junket that Averon execs finally leveled and told them there would be no publicity and advertising to spend. The stars believed they were dealt with in a passive aggressive nature. Um, and, that, and then it goes on to explain, Serenity had a tough road. It was one of the pictures generated by Global Road before that company imploded and Averon was set as a backstop distributor. McConaughey in particular is breathing fire over feeling like he was duped. The star asked Averon to roll the film out slowly, but he was rebuffed and sources said he was told that would interfere with his ancillary deal. There is an update on this story. So though Averon initially declined comment on the story about not honoring publicity and advertising spends that the company said it would make on Serenity, they did give a comment to Deadline. And this comment is incredible. Quote, we had the best intentions for Serenity. We were excited for the opportunity to release this uniquely original movie and work with such a stellar cast and talented filmmakers. As much as we love this film and still hope it finds its audience, we tested and retested the film with audiences and critics alike. And sadly, the data demonstrated the film was not going to be able to perform at our initial expectations. So we adjusted our budget and marketing tactics accordingly. Get ready for this one. Regardless of the spend, it's next to impossible for an adult skewing drama to overcome a 23% score on Rotten Tomatoes and a D plus cinema score. 
to have spent more would have been irresponsible to our capital partners and wouldn't have made prudent business sense for an independent distributor. We have enormous respect and admiration for the talent and all the hard work they put into the film and wish the box office results were better. <laughs> Basically, the studio was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> we got to get it off of our hands. Let's Sorry, McConaughey. Like Jason Clark. I remember <laughs> seeing commercials for this movie. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember anything about this movie. I, I remember seeing commercials and thinking, "Oh, that I don't. I have no idea what that movie's about." After seeing the yeah. commercial for it, you I must have caught one of the nine. On a boat. That's pretty much all I remember about the, the commercial. But I know I saw. I don't remember if it was like a movie. It might have been a movie preview, not a commercial, but like an actual trailer at the theater. But I, I know I saw it. I, I, yeah. I think I remember seeing one. I find it hilarious that McConaughey and Anne Hathaway, after seeing the finished film, after knowing that it was testing atrociously, were like, we are fully behind it. Like we we want we want the full publicity marketing push behind this. I'm not sure what I'd do if I were in their position, you know. You, you did the movie, you do the movie because you know, you don't want to like like dump on your boss, like a director or producer or say someone in that you know i don't know how i'd be in that situation like i'm in this movie it feels great it looked good on paper it, it was felt fun to shoot it then you see the final product and you're like oh but then you you, you kind of invested in it anyway in a sense so you're like well i better i want to talk it up and try to see if maybe someone will like it i don't know i don't know how to do it i don't know i feel like you would hope mcconaughey and and hathaway would be like yeah can you make this movie disappear that would be great i mean this this is not this is far from the worst Matthew McConaughey movie that I mean that we've even seen. I mean tiptoes. I mean that's true. That's true. I, I, I feel like he wouldn't be that um, upset about the quality of this movie because I don't think it's I mean, it's not a bad made movie. It's you know it's if you're not really thinking about it as you watch it, you might get some enjoyment out of it. But I mean. This, 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 yeah, and this is from the guy who made Tiptoes a reality. So, yeah. Plus, he got naked all those times. He wants people to see it. So, like, why wouldn't he want? That's true. What, what about what about my abs? Um, so let's let's go around with a a a, road, a, a round of. Oh my god, am I having a stroke? Uh, let's have a round of so wrong it's right. Um, Brian, let's start with you. You you dropped this. You dropped this on us. What do you think? You mean so bad? It's I good. I mean, I, I mean, I may be the only person in the world that has seen this movie twice. So I, I don't think, you know, out of that respect, I think I have to say yes. It, 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 it passes the test because uh, I don't know. It was fun, might be too strong of a word, but it was interesting rewatching the movie, knowing the ending, and there was a lot of things after I watched it the first time where I was like. Huh, I don't think those scenes made sense, even though knowing the ending, but maybe I need to give the movie a little more of the benefit of the doubt. And then watching it the second time, I'm like, yeah, this makes no sense at all, which is what made it so great in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Jack, let's take you next. Uh, no, this movie is just confusing and it's dumb and it's it's just, it's uncomfortable at times. It's deeply uncomfortable. And uh, despite the fact that it looks it looks nice, we shot well. The cast is fantastic in other movies, and even in this movie, the individual scenes are well acted. 
it's just, it's more infuriating, frustrating, and uncomfortable than it is. Yeah, this is fun. I'm funny to laugh at. Yeah, no. I hear you. Christy, what do you, what do you think? I, like I said before, this commits my cardinal movie sin that I don't even care what happens within the world of the movie. So I don't care about the movie at all. I, I'll go, I'll go and then we'll give it, I'll let Cody bring us home. I, I'm with you and this is, I, I would have to say no. I mean, it, Brian's not wrong. It did make me constantly be like, does this make sense? Like trying to figure it out was like so crazy that it doesn't, but it's also, it's disturbing. Like there, like there are things in this movie where I would really want to know more about the person who thought this was a good idea to put some of these things in the movie like and and what is going on i know we're supposed to be seeing a 13 year old's vision but like are we like you know maybe somebody should check in on this screenwriter and be like hey man is everything okay you know how's, how's everything in your personal life because there's some stuff in here that feels like it's pretty significant red flags like why is this in a movie kind of stuff um but I, I can't, I don't know, boy, it's, it made my brain hurt. And, and that, that, I guess, so I, I'm gonna fall on the side of no, but it is super crazy. Cody? Yeah, I think I agree that it's too gross to be so bad it's good, but I think it's worth a watch just to see how bad it is and how crazy it is, especially if you know, like going in, I had stumbled upon the, um, the twist in a few weeks ago or something before I'd even seen the movie. So knowing what the twist was as I was watching it was, I don't want to say fun, but um, interesting because I could kind of, you know, compare things and, and say, doesn't it, it doesn't really make sense as you're watching it the first time. Um, yeah, I, it's, yeah. There, there's, there's an interesting movie there. There's something there that could have been done well and I think if it wasn't like a big budget, big star kind of movie, but it was like more of an independent production, maybe it could have been interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't say it's so bad. It's good. It's just that, good. You're right, though. That is what makes this fascinating. And we're watching two huge Hollywood stars and a pretty significant supporting cast in this thing that's like, what, how did, what's going on here? Like, this is not, I guess this was just a cool vacation for everyone and, and that was the appeal, but um, yeah. yeah. The idea about, the idea of the guy finding out he's in a video game and kind of coming to terms with that, something, you could do something interesting with that, but it wasn't what they do with it. And I have good news with you because Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy is supposed to come out later this year. Which yeah. I was thinking about that as, as I was watching, I was like, oh, they did do that movie recently with Ryan Reynolds that was kind of this in a more fun way but i was gonna say that one at least looks like a comedy like yeah and you know from the start like they're not trying to trick you into it i'm i'm probably gonna see that one because i think it looks funny that trailer makes me laugh quite a bit yeah i, yeah, yeah. I want to I, I think they're that that's... one looks like it embraces video game tropes instead of trying to make you find the video game tropes yes mm. yes or I, I would also say Wreck-It Ralph is another better version of some of what this movie is trying to do. That's what I was going to use for uh, my description of when I thought we were looking out the computer screen at Patrick. Like when Wreck-It Ralph looks at the arcade game screen. I, I would genuinely say Wreck-It Ralph has better character development and I relate to the characters more oh, absolutely. in Wreck-It Ralph than, than I do in anything we saw here.
Um, and it helps that Wreck-It Ralph is a good movie. It's very funny. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, this is um, this was a doozy. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next, but it's got to be, I'm hoping it will be something... Um, I don't. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, have to, we'll find a fun one for the next one. One that that does not keep me up. Literally, at one point this week, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was debating the exact thing Cody was talking about. Of like, was this a fantasy world or a video game? And I thought I had it, and then I didn't. And I was like, this is nuts that I'm sitting up at four in the morning thinking about this stupid movie. Robin That's why they say so good right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somewhere, somewhere, director Stephen Knight is like. I did it again. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. That's why they say serenity now and sanity later. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, oh, that should have been the tagline. That should have been the like, yeah. <laughs> Let us make you as crazy as this movie is. The last film of Jerry Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll come up, we'll go with another movie. This is, um, this is, if for anyone who is interested in watching it, this is uh, on Amazon Prime right now. Um, you can watch it. Um, for free. <laughs> I, I, you don't even I, have to pay for it. You don't have to join the tens of people who have paid to see this movie. <laughs> uh, all right. So we will be back next time and we'll see you all right here. Yeah.